back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith, and with me today is my co-host on the podcast, Tim Page Bodorf. And uh, as usual, you know, when we're together, it usually means something uh, pretty unique. Uh, and uh, over the past few months, Tim and I have had the pleasure of doing what we've called consultant spotlights. And we've gone through with each member of our consulting team, and we've had the opportunity just to talk with them a bit about how they got involved with Safe Start and uh we're what what it really means to them personally, and it's been a really interesting discussion with them. Uh, so, first of all, Tim, welcome. Glad to have you with us today. Danny, thanks. I know it's a little bit warmer from where I'm at, so you're in a different part of the world, but uh, I would assume that it's a little colder there. It's a little chilly this morning, uh, actually up in northern Nevada today, uh, and it's uh, I think it was in the mid twenties, I guess, here this morning. So not too bad, but uh, <laughs> had to scrape a little frost on the off the car this morning before I went on site with a client. So a little bit different here. I was uh, complaining. I was complaining this morning that it was thirty seven degrees in Phoenix. So that's let's just keep it at that. <laughs> and that is Fahrenheit, by the way. I don't not sure what the translation would be into Celsius, but uh, I think thirty seven would be pretty warm in Celsius for sure for our Canadian <laughs> listeners, right? So, so uh, as we kick this off, uh, you know, this has been quite an, an interesting uh, little project that we've been working on, uh, working on the consultant spotlights with each of our consult consultants and spending a little bit of time with them, uh, and. As we went through this, Tim and I realized, hey, I guess we probably should do one of these with each other. And then we thought, well, what the heck? Let's just combine this and do this together. And it gives us a good chance just to to talk about some of the things that we learned. And, uh, you know, we knew all of our consultants, obviously, already, but it gave us a chance to, well, as the name said, to spotlight them a bit. Uh, you know, to me, it really was uh, interesting to just talk with them and particularly our newer consultants. And uh, as Tim and I were talking, right, so we got started this this afternoon, um, I guess he and I are kind of the old heads now, or some of the old heads, if you will, uh, and both of our heads are becoming more transparent through the lack of hair as I'm sitting here looking at the video of this. Uh, but uh, it's it's neat to see that we have such a great group of consultants, young and old, who are now uh, continuing to carry the torch, if you will. So uh, Safe Start looks uh, like it's got a very promising future for sure. Uh, Tim, what were some of the things you learned with in talking with our consultants? Uh, what were some of the things that you saw there? Uh, I'll tell you what. There's some stories I haven't heard yet, and and Danny, I know when you're looking at the screen, the monitor, you're probably looking at my head and not yours, so it's okay. I get it. I I already, you know, just interviewed Jack, and he's already telling me cut it all off. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what, though, the the new consultants coming in, they've got a lot of uh, energy, and that is really good. And I'm not saying any of our previous consultants or consultants that we've got that have been here for a while, they don't have any energy. It's just that it's a new type of energy coming in. And they're excited to be here. Um, and a lot of the folks that we've hired, what I've learned is that we we used to hire based on personality and who they knew and what they were able to do in terms of talking to people. But the people that we're hiring now have got that, and they also have some safety background too. So it's really nice to it's really nice to add that to the repertoire of what we've been able to deliver. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to to working with the new ones. Um, I'm still continuing looking forward to working with our, you know, our longer tenured consultants as well. Um, but I, I have learned some new stories over the interviews and the spotlights and stories I haven't heard before, which which really made me happy to be involved in catching up through the pandemic and doing the the podcast as we have. 
um, I tell you what, it's been fun. It's been fun to get to, to know some people and to listen to their stories. I really, I really am glad we got a chance to do that. Yeah, it really has. And, uh, you know, I think, as you said, we've got a, a really good variety of folks who are coming in that complements our existing team of uh, consultants. And it really complements as well our, our suite of products that we have as we have expanded our capabilities with SafeStart uh, beyond just the, the SafeStart the process. SafeStart the company, as many of our listeners have heard, has really expanded much, much beyond just the SafeStart process. So that's really cool to see how these folks are complementing that as well. So um, why don't we go through this? Uh, I guess we could just kind of do it as we did with the consultants as we went through with them. And uh, just kind of bounce this back and forth a bit. We we ask them three basic questions and ask them to elaborate on it a bit. Um, the first one there was, well, how did you get involved with Safe Start in the first place? Uh, you want to tackle that one first, and then I can chime in on my. Yeah, my yeah. Yes. I bet you I could segue you up too. Um, I'll tell you what, I was not uh, I was not a customer, and the majority of our consultants through those interviews and spotlights, they they were customers and. They've got a chance to roll safe start out. I I was tackled by a friend of mine named Perry Morris, and I was directing a consulting firm here local locally to Phoenix. Uh, we did a lot of traveling. Um, I had hired a new guy named Perry Morris who came out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Perry kept telling me about this process program that I've never heard of, and he said we got to bring this guy Larry Wilson in. And it just so happened that I was the chairperson of a conference and I needed a keynote speaker. So I invited Larry through Perry uh, and I got a chance to meet Larry for the first time. Now, when he told me what he wanted in terms of his electronics and how he wanted to present, I, I looked at Perry right away because he was on the conference call. I said, Perry, you really think this guy is going to be really good? He's asking for an overhead projector. And Perry looked at me and goes, just trust me, it's going to be fine. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, in 2000, 2001, everybody started using LCD projectors and, you know, they were carrying projectors around, but he all he wanted was an overhead projector and five markers. And I, first of all, I was skeptical. And then he came in to do the presentation and literally I was wild. And every time I open up a, you know, a unit number one or, or a public workshop, I always tell everybody, he told me about a technique that I never heard before called self-trigger on the state, control the state before it takes control of you. And I never heard of it. I was skeptical. And I think what hooked me was I told Larry that I was skeptical. And I looked back at him and he goes, well, first of all, I know you're skeptical. And I, I said, I also re re referred back to it as common sense. I said, it just sounds like common sense, Larry. And what hooked me was Larry made a comment back to me was, is common sense, common practice where you are? Which is ironic because that was the title of his conference presentation. And I answered no. And he goes, try it out. And of course, I went home that day and I tried it out on the roadway. And typically when somebody chases me down, <clears throat> I let them know how, or not chases me down, which somebody cuts me off on the freeway. I, I, I chase them down and let them know how I feel about their driving behavior around me. But I stopped, let them in. I even threw up a Hawaiian shaka sign. And for some reason, I called Larry that day, told him what I did because he's still in town. And he said, hey, I'd love to come over and show your people. So I brought him in, showed him all the consultants, what, what he was talking about. We had a conference call. We sold it to the city of Phoenix. Perry and I went out and did it. And the, re the rest is history. A uh, year, uh, year or a half, a year and a half after that, I called up Larry. And he, he said, hey, we'd love to have you on board. And um, the, I, the rest is history. So I, I've been on board since the late 2004. 
um, early 2005 and I, I haven't turned back. So yeah. I know you got, uh, you got involved a little differently, um, Danny. So why don't you tell us how you got involved? Sure. And uh, this may be familiar to some who have been through some of our unit one previews. I highlight this just a bit in that uh, I um, I'm an old operations person. I mean, that's where my background is. It was not in safety. I didn't pick safety on career day. Um, so I, <laughs> I was in operations management. I was a night shift supervisor and uh, production scheduler. That's my background in, in production management. And uh, through the years, uh, one of the companies I was working for grew and grew and grew. And I got, uh, I always say I got involved with safety because I didn't run fast enough. Uh, because uh, somebody, uh, our CEO at the time called me and said, hey, look, we've got to do something with safety. I'd really like for you to tackle this. And so I agreed. And uh Short version of it is we started with, as most companies would, with the compliance pieces, found we were still having some accidents after we were had done that. It was almost like we plateaued with those accidents and the accident rates. It was the same type things happening, uh, the same numbers happening year after year. And uh, we realized after reviewing those that it came back to kind of the human factors, uh, what we call now human factors. We just knew it was you know, people back at the time uh, is what we're looking at. And uh, as fate would have it, I guess, I saw uh, Larry present at a conference up in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, the things that he said about the safe start concepts, the states, the errors, the critical error reduction techniques, all of that really resonated with me that that was the, you know, the missing piece, if you will, the missing piece of the puzzle that we needed to to make our safety processes holistic and, and really meet those needs to reduce those injuries that were related to the human side of safety, which it did. Um, beyond that, though, when I heard Larry speak that day, there was also something else that really just caught my, I guess you could say caught my ear, caught my eye. Um, and that kind of leads to the second question there. You know, I saw the value of it per, uh, you know, professionally there. I saw how it was going to help us. But the other thing was I also realized that it could help me personally. And what really piqued my interest there and, and caught my attention was a question that Larry asked. And it was just a simple question in the presentation. He said, how many times a day do you think the average person turns and moves without looking first? And that just struck me. And I, I was like, in my mind, I mean, I didn't didn't actually get a chance to talk to Larry that day because there were so many people there in the room. But uh, talking to him a bit later, we chatted about this. And I told him, I said, you know, when you said that, I thought, well, I don't know about the average person, but I sure as heck know about Danny. And I know I do that an awful <laughs> lot. Now, I'd love to say that I've gotten 100% with, you know, moving my eyes before I move. But I always say, you know, Safe Start doesn't make us perfect. It just helps us get better. And uh, it certainly has helped me with that. And I don't know how many um, bumps, bruises, worse <laughs> that that I've prevented personally just because of using that one habit, that one technique of moving my eyes before I move. Uh, it, it's just been astounding for me to work on that and to see the improvement of that through the years. I still have issues with it from time to time. I um I caught the trailer hitch on the back of the truck the other night when I was trying to get into the truck in a hurry in the rain. Uh, but, uh, you know, it doesn't make you immune to making errors, but it certainly reduces them. And uh, that that's kind of how I got involved, but then also just kind of leads to that second question that we ask all the consultants. And I'll pitch this one back over to you. Um, 
what's what's been the big thing for you that's helped you personally with Safe Start? Uh, that's a pretty deep question. And as I was interviewing some of our consultants, it made me kind of stop and reflect on what it's done for me. And I will say what it's done for me and my family. Um, early, early on, we introduced these concepts into the house. And and to this to this day, even my kids, even most of them have moved out. Even my kids are still holding me accountable to some <laughs> of the states and the heirs. And I say accountable because that's the pleasant way. Um, and, you know, just recently putting up Christmas lights and thinking about other podcasts we've done, it gets me to reflect on potentially when I make a mistake. So um, it's twofold for me. Number one, it's anticipating when I would make a mistake. What what it's done is I've been able to stop and predict what I what I would be, what kind of situation I would be in. And then looking at that situation and coming back again, okay, if I was in this state, when I got on the ladder to put up Christmas lights, would I have, you know, you know me, Danny, I got rocks in my yard. So right. putting up a ladder is a little different than on dirt or in grass. And I also reflect back to... Uh, my, our good friend Jack, when he told us that story, you know, when he was in Jefferson City, thinking about the Christmas lights for me. But I, you know, going full circle, it's just it's been it's given me an opportunity to anticipate that I'd be in a state, and if I was in a state, what would I do about it then? And it comes back to that question about what Larry always asks: if and when you would make a mistake, when and where would that be, and what would you do about it at that moment? And so you're literally doing kind of a, a human factors risk assessment when that moment happens. And yeah. so it, de- it definitely raises your awareness. And so I see it not only for myself, but I see it for my family. And the second thing I wanted to bring up is the family piece. When Larry invited me to Toronto up in April 2005, um, I got introduced quickly to everybody in Electrolab at the time. And that, you know, I, I could start with, Ke- I mean, I already met Kelly in Phoenix, but going to Barb and to Don. And I saw how they operated the business. And to me, it felt like it felt like a huge piece of a, of a family. And where I came from running a, you know, another company, it, that, that feeling wasn't there. And so once I got that feeling that how important the family piece was, I saw the family piece as they ran the business. I saw the family piece as I was delivering the stuff at work at different sites. I saw it with my own family. And so to me, what was the most important as I bring this all, you know, completely full circle, it's, it's helped me and my family. And so that's, that's what's, what it's done for me personally. Um, So what about you? Well, you know, like I mentioned, the, the habit of of moving my eyes first is huge for me personally. Um, But, you know, talking about the family, you know, I've, I've shared with folks through the years that, um, you know, my, my teenage daughter, uh, Laura, our youngest daughter, was a teenager and just learning to drive when I really became heavily involved with Safe Start. And, uh, you know, teaching her some of the concepts, uh, it, just hearing how much it helped her. And, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, 15 years ago now or more. Uh, I guess I'm telling her age now, which really was a bad reflection on my age now to think about it. But anyway, um you know, she, she still to this day talks about the concepts, you know, and she's nearly 30 years old now, right? So she continues to talk about those those concepts that she learned back when she was 15 or 16 and just learning to drive. Uh, so it's 
I don't know, is stickiness a word? I mean, but it's, it's got some stickiness to it, right? And yeah. that's that's the big thing that's that's really helped there. Um, what about um, the third question we always ask our, our consultants as a part of this was, um, what's the what's the most exciting or, or the best thing that you've experienced uh, while working with a client on site uh, or perhaps for us uh, at one of our public workshops, either one? What would you say some of the best things for you? You know, Danny, it's been a great experience, the public workshops, talking with people, um, but there's always one that stands out to me. And I'll, I'll say his name. Um, his, he was a general manager at a new core facility in Swansea, South Carolina. His name was J.J. McCoy. And I remember doing overviews, and it was um, specifically just day after day. There were three or four overviews a day. That's uh, the old unit number ones. Mm-hmm. And one day was bring your child into work day. And there were several children in, in this work. Imagine the steel mill. Um, oh, you've been there, the steel yeah. mill full of, you know, you know, amazing adults looking out for safety, but then also transporting their children around the workplace. Right. And JJ brought his daughter in from high school and she sat through an overview. And then a couple of days later, before I left that Friday, he brought her back to work for whatever reason. And she said, I just wanted to tell you that I never thought that safety would be this cool thing that I could look at. But after watching you present, um, this is something that I want to do with my life. And what I, I, I was flabbergasted. I looked at JJ and I said, did you prompt her to do this? He goes, no, she <laughs> insisted that I bring her back to talk to you very specifically about this and that you could guide her. Um, and to look back, uh, JJ has since passed. He's had a, a major uh, a brain problem and um, he had sort of, sort of a heart attack on the road. And But his, his daughter is still in it and I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, and we haven't stayed necessarily in contact like I wanted to, but I'd gotten updates and, you know, that was a few years ago, but now, um, now she's in it and it's, it's made me very happy. So that's, that's the one thing I could, I, I tell you, there's many memories, but that's the one that stands out the most How about yeah, it always is interesting when you see particularly we we do a lot of work with trainer certifications just in kind of our roles um certainly with our public workshops but on site with clients and some virtually as well um and i love hearing the stories of how it has helped people professionally helped safety professionals grow um help you know operations managers who have never presented before how it's helped their careers grow uh that's that that's always exciting, you know. Um, for me, I think one of the things that always gets me, particularly when when on site with clients, and I I don't get to do as much on site work now as some of our other consultants, just because of some of the other duties that you and I do uh, in our roles. Uh, but it's always neat to me when you are working on site, particularly doing like the the overview sessions of Unit One. It's always exciting to me to to see folks when they have. Um, I like to call them those light bulb moments. It's where, you know, you get the person that maybe is a little resistant, maybe skeptical. Um, we'll leave out some of the other descriptions that are a little <laughs> more colorful that we might want to throw in there. But, uh, you know, the ones that are just kind of the, I wouldn't say a pain in the rear, but you can just tell by their body language and and everything that they're just not happy to be there, you know. But, um you know, thinking about the people that are kind of resistant and, you know, 
you read their body language, whatever it is, and, and you just know that they're really not happy to be there that day. But yet a little bit later in the, the session, you can tell they start to warm up to a bit and then they, they start to answering some questions. And then you can tell that suddenly that it's something that it really resonates with them. And it's like, um, you know, Hey, wait a minute, I can actually use this. This is a bit more than just, well, it was one of my, my conference presentations is titled now 29 CFR.1910. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they, <laughs> they realize it's not just another safety program. They realize it's not just another training about a safety regulation or compliance topics. Not that those don't have their place. They certainly do. But folks, when they have that realization is, hey, wow, this can really help me personally. And beyond that, it can help my family. And, uh, and that's important to me. And, you know, even just having people come up to you and thank you uh, in the end uh, is just overwhelming, you know, uh, to, especially when they're the ones who have been resistant uh, initially and they come up to you at the end and, and say, hey, thanks, I, I appreciate this, I can use it. You know, I enjoy the ones who come up and say, hey, that's great. This wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was, you know, kind of a <laughs> odd comment, but hey, thanks. I get it. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's so true. I tell you what, I thinking about all the all the stories that there's so many, Danny, and I just it's hard, it's tough to be able to to narrow them all down because we've converted the most difficult. And when they get converted, they end up becoming like your biggest advocate. Sure. And having them become your biggest advocate is is actually a good thing to have, um, especially if they've been very they've been very combative up until this point. Sure. So I remember one guy that I had uh, was at uh, a facility up in upstate New York, and he um, you could tell him mean, he came in, he sat at the very very back of the room, even though there was nobody else in there. He was one of the first people to arrive, and he was just giving me a bit of static, you know, as we we're getting started. Nothing, you know, overt or anything horribly negative or anything, but you know, just kind of picking back and forth. And we joked and cut up a little bit before class, trying to soften him up a little bit, you know, and just talking before class about his interest and things like that. And um, I remember, you know, again, he was one of those that was really resistant to start with and really didn't participate in the first part of the class. But then over time, he warmed up a bit. And uh, at the end, he, he was thankful for it. And then I, I'll never forget this. He was in one of my first classes at that facility. And for the next three or four days while I was there doing more of the overview sessions, as I would walk into the plant, his machine was like in the far, far, far back left corner. But as I walked down the, the main aisleway there to get over to their training room, this guy would always look up in the, from the back of the room and scream at the top of his lungs and wave his hand frantically. You know, hey, safe start guy, you know, and he <laughs> always welcome me, you know, and he actually came back in the room at break one day and just said hello, and, you know, and you could tell it was genuine and uh, that he was getting value from the process. And, uh, you know, to me, that just, that just turns me on, you know, that just gets me fired up and, and ready to go back out and do the next 6 a.m. class, which, you know, I'm not a morning person. So getting me fired up for a 6 a.m. class is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not uh, that we've been anyway. on the road together. I'm not sure I could vouch for you. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I'll do Danny. the midnight class all week long, but uh, I'll, I'll let somebody else do the 3 a.m. So anyway. <laughs> Danny, this has been fun. Uh, that that's kind of. I wish we had more time. It kind of gives me an idea about podcasting later on in the future. Here, maybe we can 
maybe we could just have conversations about some of the things that we've seen on the road. Um, but anyway, uh, if you need to get a hold of us, it's really simple. Our emails are Danny at SaveStart.com and Tim at SaveStart.com. But uh, thanks for spending some time, Danny. And uh, this has been fun. And I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to the future as the year comes towards the end. And uh, I just want to say on behalf of the Safe Start family and Safe Talk with Safe Start podcasting team, um, you guys have been awesome. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you down the road.